A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further. It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing, and she doesn't care about what other people think about her. Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the mat. I can't go priest, priest, priest. We don't say mooses, we say me. Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side. Hey guys, welcome to We're In Between, the podcast that discusses an episode of As Told by Ginger once a week, every week. I have a quick announcement for you guys before we get started. We have a couple announcements, uh, one exciting and one unfortunately not too exciting. Uh, we have decided as a group uh, that Ashley won't be able to keep doing the show with us, which we're really bummed about, but the nature of the job that she got after we started this podcast just makes it really hard for all of us to coordinate scheduling. It was getting a bit too stressful, and uh, so we're hoping to bring her back every once in a while, but uh, instead of her just sort of randomly going missing for a few episodes at a time, we figure uh, a clean break is what we have to do, so... Patricia and I are, are still in it, you know. We're hoping Ashley will keep watching the show and be able to come back for the finale. So look forward to that, and uh, hopefully Patricia and I can keep carrying on the legacy of this podcast. I'm still having a ton of fun with it, and uh, I'm still loving the show. So a bit of sad news, but the show goes on. Yes, absolutely. And we will definitely miss Ashley, and I hope that... Of course. And we hope that, uh, similar to all of you guys listening, that she'll be able to follow the show once a week and she can be able to catch up until we hopefully um, have her come in the series finale and we can be able to complete it together. So, yeah, that's the bad news. The good news is that um, Melissa Disney, who uh, we've had on the podcast before, she was the voice actress behind Ginger Foutley, she recently gave birth to a baby girl. Her name is uh, River Louise uh, James, and everything turned out really well, and we cannot be any more happy for Melissa. So uh, if you follow Melissa on Facebook or on Twitter, then please uh, give her your congratulations. Absolutely. That's very exciting. We interviewed her, I think, eight months into her pregnancy, so uh, pretty great to hear that everything went as planned. Uh, all right, well, let's dive into today's episode. So we are on We're In Between, number 34. This is episode 35 of the show. We're getting towards the end of season two. This one's called Ginger's Solo. It aired on June 2nd, 2002. It had a story by Emily Kapnick and Aaron Ehrlich and a teleplay by Aaron Ehrlich. And in this one, the lucky junior high band is going to perform at Sasha's school in Heathered Hills. Ginger takes this opportunity to go with the band, playing the triangle in the performance performance, of course. But, as it turns out, uh, Sasha already has a girlfriend. Meanwhile, Carl tries to raise money by fooling people into thinking he's a psychic. And Patricia, you warned me about this episode when we, uh, when we got to Camp Caprice, and I was eagerly awaiting Sasha's return just to see how the show handles that. Um, so, it certainly is interesting, that's what I have to say at first. Oh, well... 
in my opinion, it's interesting, not in a good way, but let's get this over with. So the episode <laughs> so the episode begins with Ginger Doty and Macy over in the locker room, and Ginger is really excited because she wrote another letter for Sasha during American history class. However, Sasha has not written a single letter or called her whatsoever um, after uh, Summer of Camp Caprice, which was the last episode that we saw him in. And so... She is think she has been thinking about Sasha a lot lately and she wants to find a way to see him and she's able to find a way because the band um the the Lucky Junior High band is going to be having a competition around Sasha's school and she wants to sign up for the band so that she can be able to have a chance to see him again. Yeah, and it's interesting to me <laughs> This isn't a good reason to join the band. I was in high school band, of course, as we've talked about, and I don't know, I'd be a little annoyed if somebody joined and, you know, kind of made a mockery of it by joining just to, like, stalk some boy at a high sc at another school. So, not the greatest intentions, Ginger, but to be fair, she does uh, at least try to learn. So, there's that. Yeah, but she's still way too distracted about thinking about Sasha while jeopardizing a major competition for us competing against another middle school. So basically, Ginger approaches the uh, teacher asking if she can be able to play any instrument um, so she can be able to join the band. And unfortunately, everyone is taken. However, by, a, you know, by plot convenience, we have this kid who comes in and says, oh, um, I have to drop out of the band because I need to get my grades higher and he plays the extra grande triangle so Ginger has to play the triangle and um, yeah it just leads up into, it's just it's a giant triangle like you have to wear it it looks really heavy yeah the and the extra grande triangle I should say doesn't exist but I love <laughs> that name it just gives it this sense of importance to the band you know it sounds like a quesadilla that you would get from Taco Bell <laughs> It absolutely does. The extra grande triangle. Yeah, I'd try it. <laughs> should we add that to our recipe book? Yeah, exactly. We should add that to our Nickelodeon cookbook. Extra grande triangle quesadillas. Yeah. Trademark. <laughs> So anyway, so uh, on the first day of class, we uh, of a uh, band class, so Ginger uh, rushes in and she realizes that while she's on time, she's 30 minutes late. And the band Oof. teacher says, um, even though that you are on time, dedicated band musicians show up 30 minutes earlier so they can be able to practice. And of course, Miranda comes in and then she's shocked that Ginger's um, joining band class. Uh, Ginger is pretty much not interested whatsoever in band class, not even the fact that she has to wear an outfit um, for her to uh, be a part of the band. It, she, she, all she cares about is finding and seeing Sasha. Right. And, uh, yeah, the Miranda part of this episode, she's not around much, but it is, uh, it's really funny to see her in a marching band uniform. It's so not clearly her thing, but her dad forces her to do it, and she explains that. But just the concept of Miranda in marching band is so funny to me. So, yeah, let's go, let's cut over to the Carlin Hoodsy plot. So, uh, Carlin Hoodsy find out that Blake is going, uh, Blake's family is going to be purchasing a tomb. And they want to be able to have 1% of the tomb, and they have to pay $10,000, and they think about getting jobs. And I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. 
Just because you were buried in a tomb does not make it immediately that it was an Egyptian pharaoh. A lot of other people were buried in tombs. There was right. the, there was the high priest, uh, loyal servants. So yeah, I mean, the, and Blake never specifically says what tomb they the family purchased it could be anybody i mean if it was the tomb of tutankhamen then absolutely i'd like to get a piece of that but no <laughs> it is a generic tomb and carl and hoods you want to have a piece of it for sure yeah it is a little problematic yeah that that but i guess with kids you sort of make that leap with little information and i love that we sort of get a callback to full capitalist Carl and Hoodsy, except this time they're looking to be employed, not employ themselves, which is uh, an interesting concept. Yeah, they look through the newspaper to try to find jobs, but every single turn that they see... Uh, there's absolutely no way they have they're they don't have degrees they're not old enough so they decide that they want to be psychics they want to be psychics so that they can be able to um, predict other people's future and they get profit for it and here's the thing you see remember a few months ago in fast reputation in which you and ashley were talking about how the food cart was a great idea because they're actually providing services, like good services to everybody who um, purchases the food. And it's an honest service. This is a lie. This is a flat out lie. It's a major <laughs> manipulation. And the fact that Carl thinks that he's a psychic just pretty much boils down to the fact that this idea from the very start is not going to work. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and you, he does believe his own powers, and I assume all psychics do, or many. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a scam. It gets him to sort of Ed, Ed, and Eddie territory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just like with Ed, Ed, and Eddie, their scam pretty much becomes a complete bust. <laughs> exactly, yep. Uh, I will say, the kids 100% buying into Carl's made-up nonsense is so typical. Like, kids eat that kind of stuff up. I remember I had a, uh, a business in late elementary school that, uh, we, we were a paper company, but we would make, like, paper boats and paper hats and paper footballs, and, and then we would sell them, and, and it became this huge hit, and the school had to actually ban them because the kids were so into this little, like, home business, so it seems like a similar thing. So you really related a lot to Fast Reputation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably should have brought it up then, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Don't worry about it. So, uh, cutting back into Ginger's plot. So, we have, you know, Ginger constantly thinking about, uh, you know, going to see Sasha. And we even have a dream sequence where uh, Ginger, Doty and Macy are in the rock band and play a rock and roll rendition of Copper Color Ponies. Yes, and can I just say, one of the transitions early on is a marching band version of Coppered Colored Ponies. It's a really quick sort of trumpet, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, in the transition music. As always, kudos to Jared. Absolutely. Uh, then afterwards, we cut into the day that the the competition begins, and um, we have uh, Ginger excited about seeing Sasha. We have the the um, you know the we have the band musicians singing "Heidi Ho, Heidi Hey, we're gonna put the assassin brass," and Ren is like, "It doesn't <laughs> even rhyme." And um, then finally, we have uh, Ginger, um, you know, settling into the high school, uh, the junior high, looking for Sasha. She sees Sasha uh, at uh, track meet, 
and they start meeting up with one another and for Sasha immediately and he wants to turn and run away because it's like oh crap it's ginger i gotta get away and then shenshi yells hey sasha over here and then he pretty much just like oh um hi uh ginger how's it going and he's being incredibly awkward and she's being incredibly enthusiastic so we can kind of see little hints of what's going to be coming up in the episode yeah for sure and uh, are, am I, are we getting ahead of ourselves if we get to the actual Sasha moment? You know what? Why not? Go ahead. Well, first she sees him on the football field while the rest of the band is practicing, and she just neglects the band, of course, to go talk to a boy, like like you do. She goes up to Sasha, and, you know, he's like, Oh, Ginger, what are you, what are you doing here? And there's clearly something he's not telling her. He's like, Sorry, I didn't respond to any of your letters. And she's like, Well, we're here now. It's okay. It's all forgotten. She's just so love-struck. And, man, it's just a bummer, because you can tell he's keeping something from her. And like we said in the description, he ultimately reveals that he has a girlfriend and Ginger is completely devastated. Yeah, not just a girlfriend, but we even heard um, we even heard the description that before he left for Camp Caprice, he broke up with a girl. He broke up with his girlfriend named Clover because she started dating another guy who was popular. And so when Courtney was spreading the rumors about like, oh, Ginger has uh, Ian as a boyfriend, he pretty much became devastated. And then like toward the last days, that's when. And they started to get along but then like i guess when he got back um home from camp caprice that's when they started dating again and this girl long blonde hair tiny short shorts she's basically like courtney if she was a little bit more sluttier <laughs> And yeah, I mean, and she has like a snooty voice. It's like, oh, there you are, Sasha, hanging around with these band dorks. No offense. And then when Sasha introduces um, Ginger to Clover, she is heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. So in this, in conclusion for Sasha, he is a hypocrite because he pretty much disses Ginger throughout the entire episode of Camp Caprice because, you know, uh, the rumors were spread that he was go that she was going out with Ian, but that was a complete lie. And then when he got back home from Camp Caprice and he promises to Ginger that they were going to see each other again and they were going to have a relationship, he goes back with the girl who was popular that broke up with him for a guy who was already popular. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And I, he could have just written her back once and let her know the deal, you know? It wouldn't have been hard. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have been difficult. He could have said, hey, Ginger, I uh, haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, I have some unfortunate news. I'm seeing somebody else. Instead of having Ginger travel two and a half hours and ending up with her heart broken. So, yeah, way to go, Sasha. This is why I hate him. And, oh, God. I, you know what? I'm going to save that till later. Okay, so... Yeah, going back into Carl and Hoodsy's plot, it doesn't fare out better for them either because uh, we have Terrence, the school bully, whom we've seen a handful of times, and he wants to know one thing. Is he going to get an A on Mrs. Gordon's um, test that they just had a, f uh, a few days ago? And he says, oh yeah, you're going to get an A for the test. You're going to get an A+. And he's really excited. 
And, he's, and he tells Carl, uh, if you lie to me, my brother and I are going to do something really bad to you. And Carl is pretty much nonchalant about this because he just has so much confidence that he told Terrence's future correctly. And then the next day when they give away the test scores, Carl is the only one who has an A and Terrence ends up with a D plus and he is so pissed. Yep. Yeah, that is a great moment, though, The just the pressure on Carl, you know, and it's so public how he is the only one who passed, and it just makes him look really bad in terms of his uh, services that he's been providing. Now, despite the flaws that this episode has, one of the, the re redeeming things for me was Miranda going up to Ginger and talking about how... Uh, you know, even though that Sasha, you know, that Sasha pretty much let her down, that doesn't mean that she uh, should let that be the focus of what's going on. She should focus on other things, which happens to be the competition. And she essentially made Ginger feel a little bit more happier, even though that that wasn't her intent. Yeah, I suppose I suppose that's true. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about Miranda's spooky entrance from the bathroom stall, though? <laughs> I mean, it's just great, Ginger is talking to herself in the mirror, and like, oh, you just know when all the stalls are closed that someone is listening, and Miranda just emerges, <laughs> and it's it's such a great moment. Absolutely, it's, it's pretty creepy, but then again, that's to be yeah. expected from Miranda. Alright, yeah. so the episode ends with Ginger and the rest of the band members performing really well in the competition, they won the prize, they won first prize, and uh, Carl and Hoodsy, they give all their money back to all the people that they've scammed, and um, Terrence and his brother come by and decide that they were going to give them nuclear wedgies uh, in response to the fortune that turned out to be a massive lie. So yeah, that's how the episode ends. Alright, um, I guess that's pretty much it. We can discuss about our rankings of yay, nay, or meh. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to give it a meh, slightly towards the nay. I've already mentioned many times before about how much I despise Sasha, and this is just another layer into why, because he is such a jerk. Playing around Ginger's feelings that she doesn't, that he doesn't write to her, he doesn't call her, only ending up that, oh, he has a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend that just so happens to be popular, which was the reason why he got angry with Ginger in Summer of Camp Caprice, because there were rumors that he, that she was was dating somebody popular so yeah so we can establish that sasha is a hypocrite and uh, as for carlin hoodsy's plot yeah this i mean carlin hoodsy pull off a scam they don't do this very often i mean even with something like cry wolf in which um carl you know pretended to be wolf boy even though he wasn't exactly a wolf at least it was fun but with this he's legitimately lying to people just so he can save up money for what one percent of a tomb and we don't even know who the tomb belonged to so yeah i'm not really crazy about this episode so meh for me i want to give it a yay because of the message at the end of the episode i love that ginger learns to channel her disappointment into something instead of wallowing uh, i've certainly been there in that situation and i'm sure other like 
artist types have as well, where when, you know, things aren't going well, you can either wallow or you can channel it into something that becomes so important to you later. And Ginger does a good job of that. It's like, well, if I'm going to be in the band, I'm going to do it right, regardless of Sasha. And she, she hits her note, you know, her one little triangle ding at the end of the song, and it has great success at that. So I love that message. However, for all the reasons Patricia said, it is still ultimately a meh from me. All right, well, that's it, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week as we're going to be talking about episode 36. Uh, hope to see you around soon, and thank you for listening.